folks joining us. It's so good to have you with us this morning. Just letting folks know we are open for business. As you arrive, if you'd like to just say hello in the chat, we would love to know that you are here and to say good morning to you. Remember that if you wanna say hello and have everybody who's watching read it, you'll wanna choose uh, everyone or all panelists and attendees, and that way everybody can see that you are here. We are glad to have you with us this morning. Good morning, Jeff. Great to have you. First one out of the, out of the gate to say good morning. This has been such a difficult week and it is really good to be together even in this way. Good morning, Andara. Good morning, Judy and Randy and Sue. Good morning, Trang. It is, it is good to be together. Yes. Good morning, Christine and Naomi. Good morning, Andrea. As we continue with our chat experiments, we'll turn our chat off during the platform address today and on again afterwards, you can share for community sharing. Otherwise, we uh, encourage you to say hello now. Good morning, Vincent. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Carol from Santa Fe, good to have you with us. Good morning, Hunter and Mirka and Shirley. I know we are live on Facebook now as well, and so I'm just waving to the folks over at Facebook. Glad to have you with us this morning as well. Good morning, Francine, Catherine and John, so good to have you here and so good to be together, Joe and Adam. Laura, good morning. Good morning, Hannah. What a good day to be together. It is a good day to be together. It is. Good morning, Patty and Paul. I know I've often said my favorite part of a Sunday morning is standing at the front doors and seeing people as they walk up, seeing people that I've known for years and people I've never met before. Sometimes as they walk along the sidewalk, new folks, I, I play a little game. Are they coming in? Are they just walking down the street? Are they coming in to us? So this feels very similar, except if you're here in the chat, we pretty much know you're here to be with us. And we're so glad for that. Martha, good morning, and Josh. Lara says good morning and good morning to her sisters, Jen and Caroline. Lara Solomon's sisters are here, yay. Good morning, Gretchen. Colm would like me. Colm would like to say hello to Amanda. Hi, Colm. Hi, we miss you so much. Good morning, Jenna. Wayne. Good morning, Perry Biter. So good to have you here. I'm going to give us just another minute or two as folks gather. Good morning from London, a very chilly London. Ooh, Alice, wow, it has not been chilly in DC the last few days, so. Good morning, Brian and Leanne.
just going to wait until our participant number stops going up every 20 seconds or so. <laughs> it's like waiting for popcorn in the microwave. You have to wait until the pops are far enough apart to know that it's time to take it out of the microwave. So just another moment. Good morning, Josh and Eloise, Abby and John, Karen, Eileen, Joe, Caroline. Another Eileen. Harry liked my popcorn metaphor, I think. All right, our pops are getting, well, a little further apart. Good morning, Jason. Donna, great to be with everyone. I know that our opening words are very thoughtfully chosen this morning by Laura, so I just wanna give us time to really sink into those and make sure that uh, most folks are, are here before we have the chance to listen to those. Morning, Judy and Randy and Bill. Good morning, good morning. All right. Laura, will you begin us this morning with your opening words? These words come from the Reverend Teresa Inez Soto. You are not wrong. I need you to know that there is nothing wrong with you if you find the world congealed and unwieldy. You were never meant to serve money, to give loyalty to unprincipled power, to spend your joy frantically soothing yourself in order to tend wounds of being constantly dehumanized. I need you to know that your sense of injury and anger is not overdeveloped. You are meant for love and beauty. You belong where you are known and where your future is not just a resource, but a promise which you begin to fulfill by being unmistakably, irrevocably yourself.
that the only thing I like to hear more than Leah singing is Leah singing with herself. <laughs> that was just beautiful. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Amanda Poppy. I'm honored to serve as the senior leader here at the Washington Ethical Society. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I am so glad that you are here this morning. Visitors and guests, we really hope that you will let us know who you are. It's a little trickier when we are online like this. We can't search the room out for who's wearing the blue name tag that we give to uh, newcomers at the Ethical Society. And so we are hoping that you will be proactive and tell us that you'll say hello in the chat, perhaps, or send an email to our wonderful membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas at maceot at ethicalsociety.org, or that you'll go over to our website and sign up for our newsletter. We're really glad to have you with us. We also want you to know there's actually a newcomers Q&A today um, that's happening, and Maceo is going to put some of that information, I think, into the chat, so we'll make sure that you can get it and uh, have a little more conversation with Maceo himself. As I mentioned at the outset, our chat is open for your engagement, for that feeling that we are connected to each other still. We will close it for the platform address itself so that we can focus and concentrate on the speaker and then we'll open it back up again afterward. And now I'd like to invite Judith Johnson to read our statement of purpose this morning so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. Judith is part of Wes's immigration team, which works on a number of issues uh, around immigration in the DC area, and has in particular been working to support Rosa Gutierrez Lopez, who has been in sanctuary at Cedar Lane Unitarian Universalist Church for um, over a year now. The amazing news is that after many, many months of organizing by so many people, including Wes's team, Rosa has been given a 60-day stay of removal, which means 
With an ankle monitor, she is able to move freely and to leave the Cedar Lane campus for the first time to take a walk in the neighborhood with her children. And um, we are so grateful for that and hopeful that it may continue into even more freedom of movement for Rosa and for her family. And I am grateful to the immigration team and to Judith for leading us in that work. Judith, will you read our statement of purpose this morning? Judith, you are muted, so we are going to just try if you can unmute yourself. Perfect. Is it okay now? Yes. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate every person's unique capacities we joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other in the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Judith, thank you so much for those words. I want to invite you all now to join me in our candle lighting words. If you have a candle at home, perhaps you would like to light it along with me. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week for many months, it has been our practice to ring a chime in solidarity with people around the world. Chimes are difficult over virtual sound waves and so I want to invite you this morning to take a breath in solidarity. In particular, this week, we are aware that Pride Month has begun, a month of celebration of all the beauty and joy and struggle and resiliency of the queer community. This month in particular, we also remember that Pride began as a commemoration of the Stonewall Uprising. That Pride began because Black lesbians and Black trans women fought back when the police threatened them and harmed them. That Pride began as a riot. And so we hold both the joy and the struggle and the resiliency of all who have to rise up to claim their rights including the queer people of color who continue to lead the movement for Black Lives today. Let us take a breath together. Let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us.
let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. I want to invite you now into a deeper meditation time. You might want even to close your eyes during this time to settle yourself in your seat, find a position that holds your body well, that connects you to the ground below you, to the earth that supports you. Take another breath with me. We find ourselves in overwhelming times. So much surrounds us. Take a breath with me. We find ourselves in overwhelming times and we surround each other. Take a breath with me. We find ourselves in overwhelming times and we surround the world. Take a breath with me. In our community, we hold our hands out to each other, even when we cannot touch. We breathe with each other and with humanity. We ask together in overwhelming times, what is our next right thing? in overwhelming times. We breathe together. I invite you to breathe in silence in your own space, connected to each other.
get into my platform address, I'm going to share one more poem with you. Denez Smith is a Black, queer, non-binary poet. They have a chapbook of poetry titled Black Movie that contains an eight-part poem titled Short Film. I'm going to read you the second part of this poem, which is called Not an Elegy for Mike Brown. In this poem, Denez tells some truths that are hard to hear. So before we begin, I invite you to take a breath. When I finish reading the poem, I will pause and I ask you to take a few deep breaths with me. I am sick of writing this poem but bring the boy, his new name, his same old body, ordinary, black, dead thing. Bring him and we will mourn until we forget what we are mourning. And isn't that what being black is about? Not the joy of it, but the feeling you get when you are looking at your child. Turn your head then no more child, that feeling, that's black. Think, once a white girl was kidnapped and that's the Trojan War. Later, up the block, Troy got shot and that was Tuesday. Are we not worthy of a city of ash? 
of 1,000 ships launched because we are missed. Always something deserves to be burned. It's never the right thing. I demand a war to bring the dead boy back, no matter what his name is this time. I at least demand a song. Ahead. A song will do for now. Friends, I had plans for this service today. I had a whole platform written out in my head as to what I wanted to tell you on this, my last Sunday at West. I had titled it To Be of Use after a poem by Marge Piercy of the same name. And I was going to reflect on what I have learned from you, with you, and because of you this year. But I just couldn't use that poem today. Today doesn't need me, a white woman, quoting other white women about what it means to do the work of the world because that phrase has a whole other meaning right now, doesn't it? To be of use. What does it mean to be of use in a country on fire? How can I be of use when black and brown people are killed over and over and over again doing the same things I do every day and justice is never served? What does it mean to be of use in a country where I can walk and run and sleep and drive and exist without fear of being killed, yet I am living alongside loved ones who do not live that same reality. How can I learn to be of use when only recently have I started to see the ways my life and our country are stacked on a tower of privilege that has rested on the backs of black and brown bodies and lives and souls for generations. What does it mean to be of use? I have talked to many of you this week who expressed a feeling of hopelessness or futility or overwhelm. I don't know what to do, you said. I want to be out protesting, but I have underlying health conditions that make me more vulnerable to COVID-19. I want to be out protesting, but the kids are at home and I can't take them with me all by myself. I don't know what to do. My family members don't agree with me and we keep getting into fights and I feel isolated and alone. How can I be of use, you're asking? What can I do to be of use? And I know this is the answer we're hungering for. I can feel the tug of you and me wanting to answer this question. We want there to be a box on the flowchart of our lives that allows us to track to the place where we find ourselves and all we have to do is take the next clearly delineated step. There are answers, of course, 
you can give money to bail funds and to black run organizations and to community organiz community organizing organizations like the Washington Interfaith Network. You can show up at protests and put your body on the line. You can listen to and amplify the voices of people of color and particularly to black women and queer folks who are teaching me so much if we only listen. If you are a person of color, I hope you can make space and time for rest, for grief, for rage, and for community. If you are white, you can educate yourself through books and movies and podcasts and conversations to continue unpacking the ways you have internalized white supremacy culture. It is the water in which we are swimming. And these are all good and necessary things, of course, but they aren't the answer. And the catch is, for those of us who are white, the flowchart we're reaching for is also designed by whiteness, which is to say the answers that we, white folks, know that are comfortable, the answers that we're reaching for, the answers that are comfortable, the clear outline we have in our minds of how things work and what things should look like is all designed by whiteness. And we cannot solve these problems working out of the same mindset that created them. But an important learning for me is that just because I lack the moral imagination to see new ways of being doesn't mean they don't exist. In fact, they do exist. And Black people and people of color have been telling us of this new way for generations. I've talked quite a lot in my platform about stories, about the stories we tell ourselves, about the stories of our lives, about how sometimes we create our reality through our stories. Several months ago, we had never heard of social distancing or drive-by birthday parties or virtual happy hours. But we humans are so ingeniously creative and interconnected that in just a few months time, we have created a normal we are slowly adjusting to while also creating connection and even finding space for joy. We have changed the story about what we need in our daily lives and even about the structure and shape of our daily activities. We have co-created something new. Can we not also create a new America? One without policing. One where everybody is safe. One where all lives and hearts and voices and bodies are valued. But even as I wax poetic on this topic for several minutes now, the question remains, what can I do to be of use? This week, I watched the Sunday service from the First Universalist Church of Minneapolis, the city where George Floyd was killed. What struck me most about the service was what they call the message for all ages or the time for the congregation's children. The religious educator, Lauren Wyeth, started by saying, 
This congregation is a place where we promise to speak the truth in love. And sometimes the truth we have to speak about is very sad and very complicated or scary or unfair. But we speak the truth in love anyway, because the truth will set us free. She proceeded to tell the children in plain and simple language the ugly, hard, devastating truth. She talks about what we know about George Floyd as a person, and she tells them directly and unflinchingly how he died. She speaks simply about the call for the end of policing and about the need for all people to be able to trust our community helpers. She suggests they remember George by creating sacred space in their homes through lighting candles and having a picture of him. She says they might be having feelings and thoughts about what's happening in their city and about George Floyd's death. Whenever you have any questions about it, she says, you can ask us and we promise to speak the truth in love. She ends by saying, and I promise you this, we adults will work as hard as we can to fix these problems by taking care of ourselves, by taking care of you, by keeping our hearts open even when they're broken by lifting up the voices of our wise black leaders and listening for what love is asking us to do. We love you so much and our love for you is why we're so determined to build a better world. I think so much can be answered more quickly if we boil it down to the question, what will we tell the children? Lauren Wyeth offers several answers. We will take care of ourselves. We will take care of each other. We will center the voices of our black leaders and listen for what love is asking us to do. We will continue to speak the truth in love, even the hard truths, even the uneasy truths with answers we have not yet lived into, even the devastating truths that we still lack the courage or creativity or moral imagination as of yet to change. I believe that speaking the truth in love enables us to listen and love and act more fully into new ways of being. The work of the world is common as mud, Marge Piercy writes, but we do not we cannot live in common times. There will be no diving in, swimming off with the shore strokes she talks about. We can no longer move in that common rhythm she speaks of. That common rhythm in our country has led to the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Tony McDade. David McAtee, Nina Pop, and on and on and on, names we know and so many names we don't. Benez Smith asked, 
are we not worthy of a city of ash? Of 1,000 ships launched because we are missed? As I was thinking about this last platform, weeks before I knew what would be happening in our country, Amanda asked me to consider what I wanted to leave you with. What is the last thing I want you to hear or remember from me? This question feels nearly as big as any other we've asked here, but for this, I think I have an answer. Wes, we live in a time when you must speak the truth in love to the children, to each other, and to the world. And Wes, you must hear one another's truths, the truths about your diversity, the truths about your lack of diversity, the truths about your individual and collective hopes and dreams, the truths about the places that hurt, the truths about the wounds inflicted by you, by the community, and by the world. You must hear all the questions being asked of you. Are we not worthy of the city of ash? Of 1,000 ships launched because we are missed, asks Denez Smith. Friends, what will you tell the children? How will you hold these questions and speak the truth in love? That is what is asked of you. With your actions and your words, every time you gather with this community and in the world, we are answering that question. And every time for ourselves, for our children, and for our nation, you must answer, you are loved, you are worthy. We will launch a thousand ships because here we know that Black Lives Matter. I see you, I hear you, I feel you, and though I can't claim to understand, I can stand still and reach out my hand, and try to feel you, I feel you. I feel you. I see you. I feel the tears from the same sources. My own. What a mystery. And though I can't claim to understand, I am listening. I can stand silent and reach out to the words of your song. I see you. I see you. 
deep breaths you asked us to breathe and I am feeling all of Wes's gathering and breathing together thank you so much for your words this is the time in our platform service when other voices and in this case other typing might join the voices already shared. And I see in the chat people sharing their gratitude. Thank you so much, Laura, says Josh. That was beautifully and powerfully said. That was a gift today, says Lisa. Brian and Lauren say, thank you, Laura and Leah, and indeed Leah's music and um, the gift of those videos, um, our true art added to your words. Carol says, beautiful, Julie, moving platform and music. Laura, you will be missed. Peter, thanks you. Margaret says that was on target for today and for this week. What will we tell the children is always the one that brings me to tears and sobs, say Judy and Randy. Laura says, thank you. I cannot express it anymore because words are insufficient. But Trang says, thanks for making me cry. You will be truly missed. Maceo says, Laura, you will be missed. You always have the perfect words from the perfect attitude and spirit. I would sum those community sharings up as thanks to Laura and thanks to Aaliyah. And we will have a chance to share just a little more of those thanks later in our platform. As we move from our own heart space into what that action means in the world around us, as Julie has written, what are we telling the children? What are we modeling to the children, to our children and to all children? I invite you into our collection time. Those words, what are we telling the children and how are we treating the children? Speak not just to those of us who are raising children, what are we telling our own children? How are we speaking the truth with love to them? And I want to invite folks on my Facebook page. I posted earlier this week the words from Lauren Wyeth, um, the Time for All Ages that Laura mentioned. Um, it is excellent. I have watched it with my children um, and I encourage you to watch it with your children and to speak the truth with love. And so too do we care as best as we are able for the children in our community. 
This month in June, we are sharing the plate with the Homeless Children's Playtime Project. The Homeless Children's Playtime Project seeks to serve children whose families are experiencing housing insecurity by bringing them transformative experiences of play because they are, after all, children. It just so happened that last week um, I found out that one of Wes's children had chosen to do a fundraiser uh, on her own. She wanted to raise money for a project that she thought was important in the world. And she did research, both her mamas are librarians, and so she did a lot of research and um, decided to give to the Homeless Children's Playtime Project. And I believe that we have a little video from her, if we can go to that next slide to share. So rather than me telling you about the important work, I give you Frances telling you about why she supports the Homeless Children's Playtime Project. For the month of June, West will be sharing half of all the Share the Plate funds with the Homeless Children's Playtime Project. Every three weeks, the Playtime Project delivers play kits to the homeless kids. I'm happy that they have fun up their sleeves for the kids. We hope that you can support this awesome program. Bye! Well, I like to speak frankly about money, and if that does not have you pulling out your credit card so you can give by text or um, going to our website so you can donate, I don't know what will. Francis, thank you so much for sharing that message with us um, and for reminding us that what we tell children like Francis is important and how we support and care for children in our broader community is important. So I invite you to give to the Homeless Children's Playtime Project and the ongoing work of Wes as we seek to care for all children. We are so grateful for everybody's uh, donations as they are able and for their generosity as they are able. And uh, so while you uh, share your resources, we also receive gifts of music. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving truth. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving truth. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving truth, truth for all right now. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving peace. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving peace. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving peace, peace for all right now. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving love. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving love. As for me and my house, you'll find a serving love, love for all right now. Let there be peace for all right now. Let's speak the truth to all right now. We 
Leah, thank you so much for that music. Leah suggested um, a couple weeks ago that she might play with some videos for us. And I, of course, because I am not an artist, just imagined a video of Leah playing music and did not imagine that we would have yet more ways to experience Leah's artistry and creativity. Um, so thank you, Leah and Laura, for putting together the music um, for this platform as well. And we are indeed now getting to the thank you, Laura part. Um, uh, as folks know, um, this is Laura's last Sunday as our clergy intern here at the Washington Ethical Society. Laura has another year of internship and um, she will be coming with me to serve that that second year at the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church of Arlington because the relationship is a teaching pastor relationship. Uh, she'll come along and continue that on the third year of our work together. So I'm not gonna say too much, um, uh, though I will just say it is um, a joy and a privilege to work with um, a clergy intern like Laura. Um, we put up a couple of these photos from Laura's time at Wes and in the community around Wes. And um, I asked you to send wishes to me. Um, Laura, I'm gonna be pulling those wishes together into a um, presentable format for you. Um, but I wanted to share just a couple of the words that people sent without their, their names, though you'll receive their names. You have a light and love to share that is amazing, easy to see and wonderful to feel. I am so glad that the universe placed you in our lives. I learned something about generativity and collaboration from you. You are a great listener and you have been a big help to me. I will confess to being in awe of the creative and poetic words you shared during platform. I appreciate how Laura has brought her full authentic self to her internship at WES. She has shared herself with us with strength, vulnerability, and insight. Laura, when you started at WES, I told you something that one of my internship supervisors told me, which was that part of my job was to learn to be comfortable with people saying good things to me. And so I want to invite Jen Watson to share some more good things and then Trang Duong. Jen is speaking on behalf of the internship committee and I offer uh, my deep gratitude to the internship committee for the work that they have done supporting Laura's year at WES. Uh, Jen, I turn it over to you. Good morning, everybody. On behalf of myself and my co-conspirators on the internship committee, uh, Lydia Fettig, Brennan Barber, Elise Gould, Peter Kent, and Val Malgosa, we just wanted to say what an honor it was to serve on Laura's internship committee. It was a privilege to have that separate time with her, to pay attention to her growth and connectedness over the course of the year, as well as witnessing the impact she had on our West community. 
Laura brought a new dimension to Wes with her words, her ideas, her experiences, her beautiful poetry. She beat a cadence all her own. She wore her calm, rooted, positive presence. She carried a hunger for justice and a pocket full of fresh perspectives that pushed us to see things differently. She tried new things with us, engaging our senses and learning how to manage remote platform services to be spiritually satisfying and meaningful. She joined the DC struggle. She connected with teens in COA, and she was quickly a person people sought out for conversation and counsel, approachable, pastoral, open, and kind. She's just the kind of person you wanna to talk to. She herded us, her internship committee, so lovingly that we were often very hard to corral <laughs> at any given time. And she did all this while she was juggling her professional therapy practice and the requirements of her seminary coursework and the events of life in this time of uncertainty. Quite a remarkable feat and not one that came without cost to herself. It's been a challenging year, but Laura's calm and steadiness have been consistent and pastoral. And I think Wes has had its effect on Laura too, being one of the many Lauras, but also uh, bringing our quirky selves and our being a little bit extra. <laughs> there was a moment when we knew Amanda was leaving and before we knew that Laura would be going with her when I heard a number of folks say, but we'll still have Laura with a hopeful note in their voices. That is a true testament to your connection to West Laura and the way you've become a tr trusted leader. We feel so lucky to have had you in our midst this year and grateful to have been your support and sounding board, to have learned each from each other, problem solving, venting, and laughing. We have no doubt that you will have a powerful career as a clergy leader, and we're proud that you will have ethical culture in your mind and remember us fondly, I hope as your first congregation. We'll hear about your amazing work in the future and be able to smile knowingly and claim you just a little bit as ours. Thank you, Laura, for sharing yourself and caring for Wes in this short, sweet time together. I'm gonna turn it over to Trang. Oh, thank you, Jen. That was wonderful. Um, so my name is Trang Duong, and I'm a board trustee at WES. And I'm speaking today on behalf of the entire board of trustees. Um, I'll use some of the words from Josh, Margaret, Kristen, Kate, Doug, Lauren, and myself. We will truly miss Laura. Um, so I've created a very easy acronym to help us all remember the wonderful contributions Laura has brought to Wes. The acronym, the acronym is SCRAM. Even though we don't want her to leave, but that's the acronym I have. It's spelled S-C-R-A-M. So S is for seamless. Laura's entry, that is. 
When Laura came, she just fit right in at Wes. It was hard to remember the time before she came because Wes made, Laura made Wes her home and we were hers. C is for calm and compassionate. We're so grateful for Laura's calm energy and her compassion always shines through, making us feel welcome and engaged during her time at Wes. R is for radiant. The thing about Laura is she will consistently welcome you with a radiant smile that shows her true warmth and kindness. Her radiant spirit will continue to stand out in our memories. A is for anti-racist, anti-oppressive, and multicultural, or Aramac, advocate. We truly appreciate that Laura shared her expertise in training Wes on white supremacy. Her Aramac background will benefit any congregation she will serve. M is for moving and moving on. We found Laura's platforms to be not only moving, but also thoughtful and inspiring. She has the gift of connecting to people, making them feel comfortable and valuable. However, Laura is moving on. While we're sad to see her go, we know she will bring her many talents to her new congregation. We hope she'll remember Wes fondly. I'd like to uh, end with a poem since Lara has shared much poetry with us in her platforms. Remember by Joy Harjo. Remember the sky that you were born under. Know each of the stars' stories. Remember the moon. Know who she is. Remember the sun's birth at dawn. That is the strongest point of time. Remember sundown and the giving away tonight. Remember your birth, how your mother struggled to give you form and breath. You are evidence of her life and her mother's and hers. Remember your father, he is your life also. Remember the earth whose skin you are, red, red earth, black earth, yellow earth, white earth, brown earth, we are earth. Remember the plants, trees, animal life, who all have their tribes, their families, their histories too. Talk to them, listen to them. They are alive poems. Remember the wind, remember her voice. She knows the origin of this universe. Remember you are all people and all people are you. Remember you are this universe and this universe is you. Remember all is in motion, is growing, is you. Remember language comes from this. Remember the dance language is, that life is. Remember. Trang, thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you so much for that. <clears throat> um, and uh, Laura, I can't wait to share with you all of the wishes that folks have sent. Um, I'm gonna grab the ones from the chat as well and, um, and share those with you. And just, uh, I can't actually see Laura right now because of the way the setup is, so. <clears throat> I hope you're doing okay, but um, 
Wes has really loved having you as its clergy intern. And as you know, I love working with you. So thank you very much. Okay, we are going to shift. I can't really catch Laura's eye in this format to see and make sure you're, do you wanna say anything? You're fine, we're still fine, okay. Um, uh, so I will shift to our other appreciations and announcements for today. Um, and one of those appreciations is that although this is Laura's last Sunday as our uh, clergy intern at the Washington Ethical Society, she actually is not really going anywhere for a while, um, which is a, um, a fluke of how things have worked out and a delight for um, Wes and a relief for me. So as many of you know, Lara um, is doing her clinical pastoral education this summer, which is a, a significant part of the preparation for fellowshipping within the Unitarian Universalist Ministry. And um, because of COVID-19, she's not able to do her hours in the hospital. So she's been given approval to do some of her hours at Wes as pastoral care and kind of chaplaincy support. So Laura will be available for emergency pastoral care in July um, after I have left and before Lynn has arrived as interim leader. Um, but she is available now for um, you know, sort of hour-long chaplaincy sessions. If you would like to talk with Laura about anything going on in your life because of the world around you or simply because of the circumstances of your own life, please do reach out to her. That same Wes address will work, um, though what she is doing is different. So, um, uh, so thank you. And Laura has uh, just written in the um, in the chat uh, a response. Thank you so much. Do please reach out to Laura. She is um, eager to get her hours, and we're so thrilled that it turns out that she's able to do that with us here at Wes. I also um, share appreciations for everybody who put together this morning for Leah's amazing music, for um, uh, Jen who put together the slideshow and these gorgeous images, for Robin who helps to find those images and sets up so much about our electronic life, um, for Maceo who's saying hello to folks in the chat as well, and um, really for everybody on staff. Um, we are so lucky. I want to make sure folks know that today is our membership meeting. We're going to go from here over to our coffee hour, as usual, um, at the end of this platform service. And, um, and then at 12 o'clock, that coffee hour link, the same one where we have coffee hour, will be our membership meeting space. It will just turn into the membership meeting. Um, so you can join at 12 if you want to be there just for the membership meeting or you can go over at 11.30 and um, get a chance to just chat and connect with people. And, um, and then it will convert to membership meeting at 12. Many thanks to our membership meeting moderator, Ellen Kahn, uh, who will be leading that meeting. I wanna make sure folks know that this Friday evening, Wes is having a virtual talent show. So an opportunity for us to be together amidst all that is swirling around us and laugh and sing and share the deepest parts of our hearts perhaps or maybe the silliest parts of our hearts with each other. I hope that you will um, uh, send in an act for that show or just simply attend and have a chance to be with each other. And many thanks to Shelby French and Jenna Umbriak who are co-facilitating, curating, and emceeing that show. 
we'll get more information about that, but you can go to our website and find it now. And finally, please mark your calendars for July 2nd, which is a, uh, a little ways away, but uh, Washington Interfaith Network will be doing a virtual action that evening at 6.45 p.m bringing together over a thousand people in the city to demand a more just DC, to take the uh, cries against violence and for equity um, of this moment and to engage it in the long-term organizing that WIN does, um, in particular around um, violence in DC and around housing equity and affordable housing in DC and support for our families who are experiencing housing insecurity. Uh, so I, I really encourage you to just put that on your calendar right now and know that you'll get more information, but block it off July 2nd. I invite you now into our closing song for the month of, um, I've got some more information about some of our Zoom check-ins coming up. Thanks so much, Sonia. Sonia Coopers is running the tech aspect of this morning and um, uh, we couldn't do it without her. That's all I have to say about that. Um, however, our closing song um, for, uh, for the month of July is Lean On Me, a favorite of so many of us by the late great Bill Withers. The West Band has put together uh, their performance of um, Lean On Me. Uh, and um, I invite us to sing along. I'm going to mute myself so that I can sing loud. Somebody to lean on I just might have 
understand We all need somebody to lean on If there is a load you have to bear That you can't carry Right up the road I'll share your load If you just call me Call me if you need a friend much to the West Band for that. It is just a joy to see the way our own musicians are working together to lay down tracks and mix them and uh, other words that sound like I know what I'm talking about. Um, and that we get to experience uh, the effects of it. I want to add one more uh, thought on, on an artistic uh, lens, which is that this Wednesday, um, Maceo is hosting an artist roundtable at 530, one of the Zoom check-ins um, for particularly visual artists of any kind, crafters, um, painters, knitters. Um, we hope that you'll join uh, at 530 on Wednesday, as well as the usual check-ins Maceo is hosting Monday and Friday. We are indeed full of creativity here, our musicians, our artists, our talent show, uh, engaged folks, which can include children and youth as well, by the way. So it is good to be in this community together. I invite you now to join in our closing words for the month of June. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, showing compassion for the world and ourselves. We will take all the compassion we can get. Thank you for being with us this morning. Laura, thank you for being with us this year. Please go ahead and head over to coffee hour now. Um, we do not have seat classes today. I am making a note to fix that slide. Um, Seek folks, um, we do have a Wednesday chalk party. So please um, join us there Wednesday, a chalk party for love and justice at West, masked and socially distant. Um, thank you so much for being with us. I will see you all over in coffee hour soon. So glad Katrina that you're enjoying the images of the West building. It, it really, um, I, 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 it makes me miss it and it makes me happy to see those. And I got your note, Katrina, in the chat that the uh, times of the West check-ins are difficult. We will take a look at that and make sure that we're offering some evening ones as well for those of you that are 